Sexpot Comedy, collaborative, community-driven comedy from Denver, Colorado. Now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Hello and welcome to another edition, edition of the Broadcast Geeks. We're a little shortened today, but we're coming live at Sexpot Studios. Yeah. Uh, I am one of your many hosts, Matt Oren. It's Mitch Jones. I'm Jake Becker. And, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about our regular geek stuff. The triangle is the strongest occurring shape in nature. There is truth to that. It's a power trio. Seen a lot of roofs. Seen a lot, yeah. Tripods are the most stable. Yeah. Way to set something. Pyramid. Up. Well, we're slightly truncated today. A uh, lot of stuff happening. Lots going on in the world. What's going on? Punisher season two just finished ra- uh, wrapping. Oh, filming. really? Yeah. yeah. Um, Do we know anything that we shouldn't? Moon Knight's not in it. Moon Knight's not in an Iron Fist season two either, and they almost put him in. We know that for sure. Yep. They that would have been cool. As a person that's not really familiar with that character. Uh, I would be cool to see it. Yeah, because what like, like that's what happened with a lot of the current Marvel roster. Like, you know, Guardians. Yeah, yeah. Nobody Be- cares about Guardians until they became a movie. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's lost steep reading. Well, you could also argue that's true with Iron Man. Yeah, right. like oh, Iron Man had a good following, but not a huge following. Yeah, I don't even think Guardians had a good following. Right. I read both. Yeah. So, did you I'm read, for the movies. But did you read, like, the, the Star-Lord iteration? Or did you read, like, the old 80s? The Star-Lord. Oh, okay. You know, I, I will admit that my fandom of Iron Man started with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and then Both. branched backwards. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, what a cool character. I like the idea of rich, jerk superheroes. We've talked about this before on the on the show, but I like the idea of rich jerks being superheroes, yeah. like Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark, Oliver Queen, right? Reed Richards too. Is he rich? Yeah. Well, I think he's made his living. I think he comes from a an affluent family because he's but his, it's his intellect at such a young age. That yeah, excels him to greater programs and resources. Yeah. And Do he, you think he's that, selling ideas like something? He wants for nothing because he provides much. Yeah. He's just like, I'll just invent that if I don't have it. Yeah. Like, you can make money and if you need to. And then sell it and make yeah, money. <laughs> to support, to support his... Fantastic's a counterfeiter? That's no, pretty, no, that's pretty no, fantastic. Before he was a superhero, he was an inventor and a scientist. That's true. Yeah, you don't just, like, invent rockets to go to space for free. Nobody's working at NASA voluntarily. That's true, but... You know what? I will concede this point. Those guys at JPL drive Ferraris. <laughs> <laughs> like those, they're doing all right. Man. I don't think they're the kind of guys who are in it for the money. I think like that's nerd-driven shit. But yeah, and I think he's more that way than like Iron Man likes the money. Right. Tony likes having the flash. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Batman. Batman has the money because it's a like I think he'd give it all away if it wasn't just a great way to keep a false identity up as a bumbling idiot playboy. Has there ever been a that's his that's his mask? Has yeah, that's not who he is. Like that's that's something he does to get away with being Batman. Like when to Wonder, be what he is. Like when Wonder Woman ropes him and Superman and asks who they are, right? And Superman's like Clark Kent, and Batman's like Batman. Has there ever been a story where Gotham is in such dire need of repair and the only way to fix it is if Bruce Wayne gives most, like, if not all of his fortune to help the city and then Batman is broke? (laughs) Not that I know of. Can we write that? Yeah, probably. They'd probably buy that. And if any of you listeners are out there trying to steal this idea, let me just say patent pending. Patent pending. I don't know if that works. Yeah. Should you state the date? 
I guess the file creation. Yeah. This is. Uh, <laughs> you got to mail it to yourself. Mitch, I'm gonna SD eat this. Card in the mail. I'm gonna eat this digital file later, so it's with me forever. Post stamp your poop. <laughs> so wait, if you think if he was poor, he he'd be Batman. Well, what do you think will happen if he just suddenly doesn't have like whatever? I'll just make more batterings. You know, I think he would be probably like Rorschach. Yeah, I think he'd be. We would kill. We would kill people. I think he'd be. He might. We don't was, know that. If he was poor, he might not have thought so deeply about the system. Uh, no, I'm saying he was rich at one point. So he's Batman like he has always been. But, like, he, he gave all the money away. There's a point, point where, like, the Joker or someone destroys Gotham to the point where it's just like the Bro. city comes to Bruce Wayne and they're like, we need this money or else Gotham will die Cease or whatever. To exist. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne's really torn about it, but he's just like. Well, then, yeah, he'd still be Batman. He'd still he, be Batman, but, like, he wouldn't have all the resources, man, because he, like... He still has a lot of toys parked. Well, he wouldn't, yeah. give up, he wouldn't give up his company. Of course not. So his R&D would be fine. That's he, true. He would still have all the gadgets that he needed. I guess this would have to be, like, a situation where Superman plows... Uh, Zod through not plows. Uh, like, I love it when Superman plows. Zod. <laughs> when it Superman really gets my crank going, he's getting that wheat. Dude. He's from a farm. He plows. <laughs> <laughs> I know all the Superman boys plow. Superman <laughs> punched Zod through Wayne Enterprises, so it's gone. I guess there'd be Wayne worldwide. This hypothetical really sucks. Batman is the best. No, no, no. It's not hypothetical. <laughs> we we can determine it by writing it. Yeah. If it's good enough, it'll become canon. They're going nuts. That they take, they DC. take written submissions. We should yeah, submit no, a... DC's oh, also just launched a second that, label called DC Black. That's storyline, dude. Write that. And it's all it. really dark Elseworlds stories about classic DC characters. And they're doing one of the first ones about Batman teaming up with... Uh, I lost it. I got it, though. So he has to give, like... The city asks him to donate, and he does, but it's all a ruse by set up by some villain. Nice. It's not the money back. Yeah, we'll get rich later, Mitch. And then Bruce Wayne's like, all right, I know how to change Mitch from losing his money ideas. You were saying something about Rise? Oh, yes, I did it. Okay, so we all know how much Jake hates it, but I wanted to watch it and give it its fair shake. I watched Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Man, is it very different. <laughs> but I don't think it's different in a bad way. I think it's it's very much a, if you will, it is what Teen Titans Go is to the regular Teen Titans series. It is Turtles Go. Except that Teen Titans Go doesn't follow a plot line and it's a loony, it's a cartoon short. This one's also going to be that. No, it follow. there's villains and through lines and it, there's going to be six and seven episode arcs and stuff. Yeah, so? So, it's not the same. It, Raphael's not the leader. He will, he won't be. Eventually Leo will. I don't believe that is true. Are they the same four? They're the same four. Okay. So what happens is so tell, they, tell us tell us what's different about it. Why should I watch it? It's got a or very anime it. style. If you like that anime, like a lot of the animation is very nicely drawn. Okay. Yeah, um, I have no problems with the animation. Yeah. I thought it looked very. I didn't nice, like the actually. look from what I saw, but go ahead. It, I mean, it takes some getting design, used to. Yeah, it grows on you. It's like mm. it's like Batman animated. I'm not going to judge it. Yeah. I'm not going to judge it by that. What's the one where the Joker saying. has the dreads? The Batman? I'm not oh, a yeah. fan of that. I'm not a fan of the Joker's design, but as a whole, I got over the design of that show. Right. I, yeah, I didn't care for it. Um, I didn't like the I didn't like the years. I liked Harley. I liked Mr. Freeze. I just it won me over in the end. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't Reno give it Romano. I didn't give it that so bad, yeah. man. He never gets his due because Kevin Conroy is such a G. But Reno Romano in no, the Batman. Conroy, I, I think Conroy is still much better. Oh, of course. Yes, he's my Batman. But yeah, so the animation is very anime style. I think that I think that's a big part of why people keep relating it back to Teen Titans Go. Right, because it's got kind of like a. It's got a non. It's definitely very comp comedically yeah. drawn animation. Like a character will fall or like trip and eat, like just eat it on the pavement or whatever. But uh, 
it's got a very anime feel. Not overwhelmingly, but like some of the. Is it like Japanese I or hate, Korean? I hate the design of Splinter like he hates the design of the joke. Oh, yeah. Splinter and I was going to ask about Splinter. Splinter yeah, sucks. Splinter looks like a weird little a hamster. hamster. And so far, the only thing, like, I've only watched one episode because that's what is available on. Uh, on YouTube that is you can watch it if you want. They have five episodes available. How would he be a hamster? Nickelodeon.com. Or like I mean he's I mean he's still a rat, but he's drawn to look like a hamster. Yeah. I get you. Like if I showed it to you and asked you what it was, you'd have to be on something to tell me a rat. You'd say hamster, guinea pig. <laughs> Not rat. So the idea is that uh like I don't know if this sets up one of those story arcs, but like, it starts out with the turtle, like, these two guys that are, their origin is unexplained as of yet. Um, they're chasing this little, looks like a cat, but it's like, can teleport. Mm-hmm. Um, they're chasing that down, and eventually it comes across the turtles and April O'Neil, mm-hmm. and then... She's still in it? Once, yeah, April, she's much younger. She's uh, not a reporter? Nope. I think I don't even know how old she's she's probably like a teenager. She's like thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen oh, or fourteen. But uh this episode that you get into like the turtles, they do have their normal weapons, I will say, except for Donatello. Donatello's got this weird bow staff that's not a wooden stick or a steel stick. It's his digital bow from like the image comics and then like the new Michael Bay movies. So he's got like he's got a bow staff, but he can like transform into like two rockets and then like do a spinny move. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah, weird. Um, but so he's got that. I kind of I watched it twice now. I kind of like the sound that it makes when he's twirling his bow around. I don't know why. It's just auditorily pleasing to me. Um, but anyway, so the other turtles they do have their normal weapons. But when they start chasing around this thing that can teleport, eventually they go into this alternate dimension where they have to... They see, like, the cat thing has got caught in, like, an orb and uh, by the two henchmen that they were chasing it down at the beginning. Um, there's some, like... There's some really good jokes in that fight, too. There's, like, the part where... Raph and Michelangelo are trying to escape and he's like, Raph, it was like Mikey, ninja mode and they back into the shadows and in the animation they just turn into two eyeballs and disappear, but then it shows the villain's point of view and it's literally just the turtles standing in a slightly shadowed area like behind some beams it's a pretty funny shot <laughs> I don't know, I enjoyed it I'll but, check it out but they get their, their real weapons get destroyed by this otherworldly beings so when they go into the new world, they like keep going. Oh, come on, this new world's China. They don't keep see. Going. They, no, it's not. It's a, secret, it's, a, it's a city deep underneath New York City. I know, but the weapons are all Chinese. Keep going. Anyway, it's just so easy they to say ninja. It should be noted that there's an armory that April <laughs> takes them to, and. Uh, they pick out their original weapons. Like, Mikey gets the nunchucks, and Leo gets two katana, and Raph gets the size. Donnie stays with his tech bow, but then Raph's like, hey, what if we take these glowy ones and they have powers? Like, Michelangelo's got, like, a nunchuck that's, like, it's got, like, a little ball with a spiked ball at the end of it. It's a whip. So when he spins cool. it fast enough, it, like this demon takes over the ball, and basically he can fucking throw it, or he can like it basically pulled him around the room the first time he used it. Flies for him. Eventually, they're gonna hone this, dude. They're just taking ninjas to the next level. That's not a thing. Yeah, it is, is magic ninjas, level. man. Yeah. So what's the Chinese equivalent? Magic ninjas. <laughs> There's not. There's not really, like, that many equivalents in history of, like, the ninja. Well, maybe like the, maybe really, the Chinese wanted to have like, an equivalent. Like, the CIA? Yeah. That's pretty close. The KGB? The KGB was pretty close. The ninja. MI5. But, like, the, the, the Chinese don't have, like, a... They have, they have monks. 
and stuff, but they don't have a tradition of like, that we know of. We go in the they're night. the most secret of and secret societies. Yeah, but like uh, ancient uh, martial traditions are pretty pretty well been explored, and kung fu's been pretty well explored, especially by that Shaolin monk who defected. But wait, what's what's um what's that famous? Guy who travels around China, Wei Fong, hey, Wei Hei Fong. Oh hey, yeah, all those movies are made yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. about him. Jet Li has played him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wong, Wong Fong, gosh, look it up. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, I used to, I used to watch a lot of old kung fu. But yeah, but now, like he said, part of Mikey's trickery comes from him. Like Don's bow staff still comes from Don being a turtle who worked his fucking ass off to have a tech staff not finding magic weapons in a dimension and then using them. The Ninja Turtles wouldn't take... They turned down using... They took the traditional ones. Yeah, but they don't use them. Because they, they're fighting intergalactic problems and It didn't stuff. bother me that much, man. As a staunch, lifelong Ninja Turtles fan... Hmm. Ong Fei Hung. I don't know. Wong Fei Hung. I gave it a shot. I even read the comic book that explained it better. Hey, man, I that's all they like ask it. of you. Don't I worry about s- it. I still have secret plans I can't discuss on the radio. Well, dun, dun, dun. well would you hate me if would, I kept watching it? Would you discuss no, it on, fine. on a podcast? No, you're fine. You can talk about it. I don't care. I just am so upset about the whole thing. That's going to be my mission, Jake Becker. It's upsetting to him. I'm going to watch... I don't like the way it's You know how played. I never watched The Flash? Do we have to put never watch... out there? Yeah, it'd be like if they made The Flash, like, not not a meta anymore. He found these magic shoes, and they make they make him the real fastest man alive. Oh, that would bother the heck out of me. Yeah, dude, they're taking away the thing that has made the Turtles the Turtles their entire run. Mm-hmm. And making them people that discovered a thing that makes them who they are. That's not That's not where the power lies in that story. No, they're still ninjas, man. Yeah, I know more about the story. I've been reading solicitations for the stuff out months, and I watched five episodes. Like, it, it gets to where, like, they fought Triceratons with ray guns with those goddamn Japanese weapons. Are they could, to say that? Yeah, they could do it now. And they don't need they don't need this magic from another dimension. They've been fighting things from another dimension since the third issue. They've never needed that stuff, and that was kind of the point. That yeah, these yeah, four brothers this, even lost in space being, uh, could try harder than the aliens and all their technology and win. In this iteration, they're young though. They were they were fifteen in the comic book. That's true. In turtle years? In human years. Right. Humanoid turtle years. The cool thing about years is year means trip around the sun, <laughs> so it's just a year. <laughs> My older sister, who's a vet, takes that very seriously. Yeah, you know what a dog year is? Same um, as a human year. It's a trip around the sun. That's just something we told children to make them feel better about their dogs dying, and for some reason, it carried into adulthood. Well, that's depressing. Yeah, it's like if there was no reason to ever find out Santa Claus wasn't real. <laughs> Be your bummer at the end of the, or beginning of the day. Bombcast geeks. Hey, now you feel like me watching the Ninja Turtles pick up magic weapons. Hey, man, I didn't. It didn't. I know, but I have. I I have a deep, deep connection to them. I have twelve times the amount of money I've invested in my car, invested in comic books of the Ninja Turtles in my bedroom right now. But what if? <laughs> I'm just saying. How is it any different from you? Look, you love Teen Titans Go. I enjoy Teen Titans Go, and I lo- and I love the movie a lot. But I don't love it, and like I don't think it's a great Teen Titans thing. I just think it's very enjoyable, and they do it in a short format that is for the laughs. And they'll do things that are totally out of the universe. This Ninja Turtles is like redoing it, and they're doing at least a three-year run of storytelling. They're doing it to sell the toys. It's a real, it's a real push to replace the last. Playmates got to get they. And they, and they beak sweat. And never making Benny Schwartz the leader. You're high if you think they're going to let that happen. Oh, beaks? Leonardo. Yeah, he'll be the most. They, they, they voice. They, they casted that to never be the leader. I don't see. Ben Schwartz isn't Leonardo? Yeah. No, he's not, is he? I'm pretty sure. He's been doing a lot of voices. I know. Including he's, he's on DuckTales. He is. He's Dewey, right? And then uh, Donatello is uh, so. Donatello's big head from Silicon Valley. Oh, really? Yeah. 
No, everything about it, but should be the awesome. way they're handling how the turtles handle. So why are they changing it? I, I think it's just one of those things that it's been around for 30 years, and they were looking for a hot pitch. And they just had the... It's the same as Batman Beyond. So they just had, like, the greatest version of it Does that mean the original had. guys, or was it Eastman? Eastman they're not in it anymore? Kevin Eastman has very little to do with it. He did a couple of um, bad guy character designs for him preliminary up front. But he doesn't have any say as to what they can do with it? No, he did. He did. Um, right. The Ninja yeah. Turtles are famous for pulling off like the greatest art deal in history. Yeah, you've said it before. Yeah, I never remember. He they sold the they sold all the rights to Nickelodeon for twenty eight million while simultaneously re- retaining all the rights. So that means oh. that either party can make, and they can make it at the same time. They're both making action figures. So, but that both that making. benefits the company more than than anything because if they put out whoever puts out the merchandise. It's going to benefit from movies from either. Right, but Nickelodeon can't merchandise okay. Kevin Eastman's Turtles without okay. getting permission from him. Hey, you Kevin know what? That's can. fair, because yeah. you know that if he's going to make a Turtles thing, it's going to help your product. Well, and and they were smart knowing that like his Turtle thing is continuing the 1984 comics. Right. And their thing is constantly rebooting it for children. Right. And, and that's, that's great. That's fair. But I think they could have done the animation style the way they did it I think they could have updated that the turtles are four different species of so turtle. this is them making it and now they're just changing it completely it's Nickelodeon's doing totally their own thing right. now yep and the, where's the last one they just bought it Kevin was heavily involved so they're, they're changing it enough to make it almost exclusively their product well it's marketable now they're not sharing villains with Kevin I get, I get the whole thing it's just that they could have done all new villains. They could have done all kind. They could have done everything they're doing, and not made their power magic. Right. Like that's my problem with it. Is that story wouldn't have changed at all if they picked those other four weapons, and that was it. They didn't need to get the whip with the demon. Michelangelo's pretty good at jumping all over a room on his goddamn own. He doesn't need a flying demon. Yeah, but like, what happens when their true ninja ability is used in conjunction with these? You don't think it's badass for a person that's not magical to suddenly be like, yeah, I'm going to harness this power of magic. Not if that's what they have to do to win when they were able to win before without magic. Who's Maybe they weren't able to win without they magic. Always, they'd beat Drax. They'd beat everyone. Well, threats change. This is a this is a an alien threat, or yeah, what? but I, they've they've kept the multiverse from collapsing like twelve times by fighting off. Not in this series. This is like year times change when your when your enemies get. I know, but like you weapons. said, it'd be like if the Flash got magic. It, they're changing. Well, that would, that would they're changing me. the message of what makes them special. Now, granted, he might have a suit that enhances his speed yeah, or his ability if, to use. But his what speed. if that was all he used from now on out? No, that would be terrible. That would be a fucking bummer. Yeah, it's see, a bummer. See, the thing is, with <laughs> I was able to just turn my brain off and be like, "This is just a cartoon iteration of the Ninja Turtles," and I'm able to engineered to be silly. And I'm able to do that with Teen Titans Go because I'm not attached to it the way I'm attached to Ninja Turtles. Well, and I don't think there's nothing in Teen Titans Go that takes away from those characters. They're still very much good characters, and yeah, but they don't they don't let Robin use Raven's magic. Like they didn't fundamentally change the they fundamentally changed the way these characters operate because that is their only power is their training. It's like Robin. Robin's only power is that he works harder than the rest of them. Well, Donnie's got he's he didn't take a magic. That's, weapon. that's always Batman. Donnie's the dope one. Well, then why? Raph would have never been like, "Hey guys, let's change out our weapons." Raph would be like, "I don't want to do that." I've been written for 30 years, and I have a very defined personality, and I ain't switching these sides out for nothing. Raph was always very headstrong. Yeah, dude. He is not very aggressive and ready to... Glowing weapons. Yeah, he's still headstrong. He's Antifa. But character design, humor, all that stuff I think is great. I just am not going to get over not having Shredder. It's all good. He's coming. Probably not for at least two seasons. Uh, Well, at any rate... It's available. You can watch it if you want to uh, see <laughs> for yourself. Yeah. But you don't feel obligated to. I might have to find it. To. I'm sure I could look it if I wanted. DuckTales. Ooh. Ooh. So speaking of Ben Schwartz, he's Dewey. He is Dewey, yes. right? And he, yeah, My mnemonic is Dewey Bluey. Nice. Dewey Bluey. But I also, Dewey noticed, <laughs> I also noticed, though, that they're... Um, so yeah. wait, wait, it's uh, Huey Dewey Louie. Yep. 
uh, which movie. is a, a transpose of RGB. No, 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 not RGB. Uh, it, it'll come to me. Um, what is what is Launchpad? HDL. What is Launchpad? Yeah, he's a duck. Kind of a duck, though. He he's a big old. I eat fucking Cliff Bars all day and work out. Duck. He's a he's a meathead. He's got a very pronounced chin for a duck. Yeah, I feel like he's a certain kind of a duck. Duck chins. I almost had a pelican thought. Well, I mean, because they, they 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 look like they crash pelicans and. Oh yeah. Well, I don't. He's a duck because that's defined. Like what? But I don't. I don't think they give them species of duck really because they're all just white ducks. And they'd all have different plumage. <laughs> well, good feathers green. Paul mallards. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like none of them are. But there are white ducks with white. orange beaks. Yeah, like Donald or. And that's kind of. I think that's just kind of in the wheelhouse stylistically that they keep them all, and then they personified them further from the '80s Ducktales, and they just kept Launchpad in that same like. Yeah, we'll draw them beefy '80s style. I like it. I like that he uh, had to piss me off about Darkwing Duck all over again. In the uh, I don't know if I saw the most recent. Oh, okay. Which what would tell me? When he and Scrooge take the old lady on the trip, and they fly the plane into the mountain and get stuck, and the plane's about to tip the whole time, and old Bluey's trying to get the the last little piece of the message you're trying to solve for the Spear of Selene. Yeah, and is and, this when he doesn't tell the brothers? Yeah, until like. They finally put together like, "What are you doing?" That was a, that wasn't the Don Carnage. Yeah, they were they were going through the, the others. The brothers were solving all the puzzles. Yeah, getting through the maze, and they realized they needed to work together as a, as a team. Oh yeah, that is the that's that's the previous one. This one, they're like they're they're all going on a trip, and Webby's oh. grandma comes, Agent Twenty Two. Yeah, yeah, she's badass. And she starts freaking out the whole time about like is this what you do every time Scrooge cause like <laughs> Launchpad's like yeah it's gonna be pretty cool if we don't crash she's like what do you mean don't crash <laughs> you guys crash pretty frequently and Scrooge's like eh don't worry about it and she's like what are you, what are you doing with our children Scrooge <laughs> and then like the kids are trying to put together this thing and then Launchpad crashes into like the very tip of a mountain peak so they're like teetering wow. on a cartoonishly steep mountaintop and the piece of paper that he needs keeps blowing around the cabin and he keeps moving and it's tipping the plane <laughs> and Scrooge finally figures out what they're looking for and then tells them what the Spear of Selene is oh he so he knows it all after all and they have to just they have to build up to the point where they get him in, in. dude it's it's heartbreaking god and then uh but while the plane's all fucked up or all messed up and in disarray Launchpad keeps putting on Darkwing Duck for the kids to watch while they have to stay in their seats so they won't tip it. But the VHS player's broken. It's just the end credits and repeats, so it's... I'll make a prediction that they're going to make a Darkwing I Duck. I really hope so. Why wouldn't they? Because they like breaking my heart. No, but that's they're teasing it. I they're going to make a Darkwing Duck. Can I ask a question? Yes, you, Mitch. Uh, hi, Mitch Jones, longtime listener, first-time caller. Um, I saw a clip online of Gyro giving oh, yeah. Donald Duck a like voice modulator yeah. so that he be, has J- Don Cheadle's voice. Mm-hmm. Is that like a permanent thing? So Donald just has was Don- that on the most recent episode? No, it's on the it's on the finale. It, that oh. is a permanent thing. So uh, now instead of being like standard Donald Duck voice, they're giving him it'll a be voice. Don Cheadle. He's just gonna be like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the reason they're doing that is because they are letting... We've talked about this before. They're letting the guy do Donald Duck right now. Yeah. It's the gentleman who's been doing Donald Duck since our parents watched Donald Duck. And he's too old to do it. And you have to watch the show with, like, subtitles on if you want any chance of knowing what Donald's saying. You could pick it up. It's hard. They, they've given him it's less hard dialogue. To do that they've voice. given him less dialogue in the second half of the season because no, it he's, was. he hasn't been on very much. No, it's, of it, course, it was rough. But it, it is, and when they, he is on, he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. But much. that's why. So like Disney did a press release about it. They wanted to find a way. So Donald's <laughs> they're still going to have Donald. <laughs> is he dead? Oh no, no. And the old voice actors going to keep working. So like when Donald gets up in the morning, or if he's working alone at the house, he won't have Don Cheadle's voice. But then when they're on missions and stuff, he'll have his suave voice to get to go on. 
That's awesome. Yeah, so they'll be able to use them in stories. Because part of that was part of their goal with the new DuckTales was to involve Donald more like he was in the comics. Uh, and with the, he's stories, the Trinity. And with the story of Celine, you need him. That's, That's the, pretty cool. That's the Trinity. Yeah, the Spears. Of Disney? Yeah. Mickey. Donald. Donald. Donald and Minnie and Goofy. Yeah, Goofy. But it became Minnie because... Goofy's kind of stupid. Mickey and Goofy's yeah. dope. Those old public service <laughs> shorts are so good. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. They're like, did you ever watch Goof Troop? Oh, yeah. I didn't. What the you, ever seen a, you ever seen a Goofy movie? No. You ever seen an extremely Goofy movie? No. That's so good. It's <laughs> Polly Shore's best work. <laughs> who does the best work? Uh, Polly Shore. The guy, the, guy, <laughs> the guy who did pull Goofy. The, my favorite part is Polly Shore just plays Polly Shore as a Goofy Disney character. It's funny. It's like the che- Tower of Cheese. <laughs> Time to cheese the weasel. <laughs> What's your favorite? Well, we have to bring it up, I guess. What's because everyone loves a uh, Polly Shore movie. Oh yeah. Oh, if I had to pick a real favorite. I think the most watchable over and over is Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law, clearly. Yeah, Son-in-Law. I watched it over and over. Yeah. And with you. Biodome's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. So is your official Polly Shore answer <laughs> going to be Son-in-Law? Yeah. Yeah, I think Son-in-Law's his best work. Like, that, that movie... That's, that's it'll be the most respected for. The yeah. quintessential Polly Shore. <laughs> yeah, they all figured out what Easy to do with Polly Shore in that movie. Yeah, he had... The R.A. character again. Time to waste the jokes. They, they, that was when they dialed in how to write for Polly Shore. <laughs> and then I think that was like right when he was sick of being that person and like cut his hair. And then he wasn't quite ever full-blown weasel again. <laughs> <laughs> full-blown weasel. 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 So you're going to go son-in-law. Son-in-law. Matt? That was, that was my choice. Son-in-law as well. But I also had a brain fart as to some of his other movies. So I'm going to go with uh, In the Army Now. The Andy oh. Dick featurette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I saw that. I don't remember. Oh, it's good. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember renting it a lot is for it, some reason. Isn't Phil Hartman in it? Probably. Uh, I don't know. That's a, Phil Hartman's one of those people that can be in everything and you be happy about it. Oh, yeah. He can just be there for one scene. Because he's a perfect just character. You just well, that's a him. nice haircut. And you're just like, yeah, that was, that was Phil. Dude, he's great in uh, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> and House Guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I love DuckTales. I, I really I, I can't I gush enough about it. couldn't be happier. We have one more hour-long episode. Hour-long? Of the season? Final episode is an hour-long. Heck, yeah. And he will be facing off against Magicka. Mm, well, that's, that's clear. We've been leading up to that. And I think with the full hour, we're going to get a little bit more about the uh, the old momsies. Ooh. Oh, that's it was heavy. Sweet. It's so heavy. Really? Did someone die? Kinda. Someone's dead. Kinda. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> all right, that's D- fair. Della Duck ain't coming back. All right, that's that's really what I needed. <laughs> that's all right. Do they? Did they know? No, Does they Donald know. and Scrooge know, but they don't tell the boys? Meaning before this episode, they didn't know that the boys were like trying to solve this mystery. But they the knew mystery th- they're trying to solve. Yeah. They're, is, they, is, they're not quite on the right trail. Oh. And when Scrooge puts together what they're doing and sees the paper, it breaks his heart and he just tells them the full story. But you find out like why Scrooge and Donald didn't talk for all those years. And that's what I'm saying. Like her, her, her is the reason why they split. Wow. Well, yeah, it's... I mean, I no, that's cool. I don't want to spoil it, but the, the way they do it, too, nobody's dead. Oh. So there's like... Okay. Future seasons could be about getting Della back. Okay, sweet. She's in the quantum realm. Very much so. Interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's been such a good show. Every episode has been great. And I would be really happy if they made it on the uh, Disney app. So I use a Roku, and I add it on to there. I use one of those sticks. Oh, yeah, either way. It's on websites that I shouldn't mention on the radio as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Preacher has been really rad lately. I'm two episodes behind, but really loving the Angelville storylines. What's that? 
Uh, As a person that's neglected to watch Preacher. Have you read any Preacher? No. Okay, Preacher. I've read all of it. Lay it down. Preacher's about this guy, Jesse Custer, and he comes from... He comes from... His dad was a preacher. His dad... His mom comes from a voodoo family in Louisiana, and his mom tried to hide that she was pregnant and running away from the, her mom, who was like this voodoo witch queen. Hmm. And she runs this place called Angelville. And she had her daughter tracked down and brought home. And then she cut the baby out of her stomach. Cool. And kept Jesse and killed her daughter to have Jesse. Cool. And used Jesse to steal souls from people around town to keep her alive forever. And the so, way they're bartering in souls in the show is wow. pretty dope. And uh, she needed the son of so a preacher man. Jesse ran away <laughs> when he was a teenager from all this. It's insane. He runs like a murder fight club in the basement where they take the souls out of the people and win. It's they take the souls out of the people that win. Yeah, it's nuts. His girlfriend dies in the season finale. Well, the you last, don't want the losers. The last season, his girlfriend yeah, dies. Yeah, soul's a soul, man. And he takes his girlfriend to his grandma to bring her back from the dead because he won't let his vampire best friend bite her and make her a vampire. So he takes her down there, and his grandma makes him start collecting souls again. And it's all about, like, them trying to escape this crazy voodoo witch and her two henchmen. That's his grandma? Yeah, that he grew up with. Is it blood grandma? Blood grandma, yeah. But, like, when Jesse messes up, they throw him in a coffin with an air tube going in it and then dump him in the swamp. Oof, leave him there for days and shit that would really fuck me up dude it's wild and they're doing a like crazy good job of showing some of the stuff his preacher is Jesse Dominic Cooper yeah and he's great and then James Gilgun plays the vampire Cassidy you know James Gilgun limey limey actor uh real Brit a real Brit he's good nah dude like when I show him to you you're gonna be like oh that limey bastard I don't know if you could say I'll that. tell you what, Can actually, you if, we didn't have, if we didn't have <laughs> Matt Ryan, he probably could have played a, a decent Constantine. Oh, I think he, I still believe he'd play it better than Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, I might, think Matt Ryan's a little bit softer around the edges. He's got the, the, the Constantine, the Matt Ryan one that we see is, I feel, kind of a Dave McKeon inspired. Yeah. Very much so. I like the like over handsome face. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh that guy is uh, uh, yeah. He's pretty he good. looks like he all his pictures look like he just said, I wonder what the devil he wanted. More heroin, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he'd be a decent like with that haircut and like clean shaven, he'd be a good Constantine. I think he would have been a great Constantine. I mean, he still might be, but we don't need another one. Like, yeah, but if they're going to go with Justice League Dark and like do a movie out of it, what a great casting that would be. Yeah. I mean, I know, we, know they don't share. I know... I don't know what people know, but I know that I enjoyed the Keanu Reeves Constantine. Yeah, well, yeah it wasn't fun. the Constantine that I really wanted. wanted. But it was a fun movie. But I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. It was the American. It's like when when America, like the American version of The Office compared to the British. Right. Yeah. That was the American Constantine. That's, That's true. A fair way to judge it. That is very fair of you. They did a gun that was made out of a cross, a crucifix. That's the most American thing I've ever heard. I I really enjoyed the like the the priest guy who. Uh, couldn't taste anything and he was just going through the liquor store yeah. opening all the bottles and he, he drowned himself uh, essentially or in poison I don't remember that Gilg- the vampire talks about it in Preacher about how like he's just getting fucked up or messed up on any substance he can I think you can say that oh yeah actually I can huh but it's really funny to see you try to back messed up but yeah, he talks about how he's been alive and he's so bored with life that he'll just like drink a bottle of engine cleaner. Just Cassidy? See what, yeah, just see what the buzz is like. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's falling into a group of vampires now that he like finds this dating app that's for vampires because in that world, vampires are like a known thing. What would that be called? Like Fanger? Yeah, mm. I think it actually is. And then, uh. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> You're not even fucking trying! No, it's, 
No, they wanted to make it clear in like one over the shoulder shot with him doing this, what he was doing. And then he goes on a date with this girl, ah, ah, ah. and he goes in the bathroom with her, and she says she's been a vampire for like 800 years, and he's only been a vampire for 200. So he's all like impressed with her, and that she's happy and all this. And he goes in the bathroom, and she like opens her mouth, and she's wearing fake teeth, and she's like, bite me. And he, Cassidy, loses it, and like pulls out his real vampire teeth, and is like, it's not a game! Like throws her into the wall because he doesn't eat people. He only eats he only eats people if they're like bad people and already dead or something. So why did he pull his teeth out? Because he's mad that this he got his hopes. But there up, are that people. He, he found a dating app where he might actually be able to fall in love with somebody that's not going to die on him. And the first date he goes on is a woman who's just fantasizing about having his shitty life. And so he loses on her and like blows up and threatens her. And she runs out and then she comes back. And these guys take Cassidy. And they take her and they, he gets now, unmasked and he's in this like weird club and it's this basement of a house. But now he can't feed, real right? Vampire running it. He he drinks blood from like blood banks that they steal on their road trip and he eats animals. So, but he doesn't have his fangs anymore. He has his fangs. They'll grow back. They'll grow back. They, Is that a they thing? Didn't steal his fangs out. You said he took them out. I meant like he he like popped his fangs. Oh, I thought you meant he fucked. No, he I, like once he was like, like you're not a vampire. No, he like he fanged when, out when he's making out with her on the sink, and then she right. puts in the fake teeth and is like, "Bite me!" He like gets mad, breaks the glass, and then pops his fangs. Like this isn't a joke, you crazy woman. This is the worst kind of life. It'd be it. it it's it's so romanticized, but yeah, it'd, it'd be terrible. It, everything about it's terrible, and and that's why. And he was also he thought he just found a thing where he could finally. Maybe find an aspect of it to make it less terrible, and at least find a, a vampire to have a relationship with. I would probably go on the outside of a of a decently sized village, mm-hmm. make a house somewhere um, with a nice view, and just stay outside of the general public. Yeah. But every once in a while, come in. You know, say you travel a lot, obviously, just... and then just eat eat crooks. Yeah. Or animals, <laughs> or you know, hunt deer. I don't know. You could probably hunt a deer. Drink its blood um, and drain the blood and, and store it, and and just live a, a, a life with with somebody. Hopefully, yeah. There's a scene in the first season where years. Cassidy jumps out of a plane and crash lands in the desert and like lives off of killing like the lizards and stuff that crawl by and eating the blood out of those, and it regenerates his body to the point where he can leave. But he's like pretty real undead. Like other than the sun or a stake to the heart, you can't kill him. Mm. That's terrifying. So then this older vampire like has this coven where he's turning one of these people that romanticize it every so every full moon or something he turns one of them. But he like actively selects good people that he thinks will deal with it well. And hmm. It's all this BS and Cassie's just like, you you know, you're full of it, man. I don't want to be a part of this. You're being a creep. You're ruining all these people's lives and you're pretending like this is a good thing what we are. This is terrible. Like, I hate my life. I, everyone I love dies in front of me. I just I just watched my son get sick. I, I hate this. Why are you selling this to people? Yeah, his son was that French guy. Yeah, and this vampire's like, you're doing it all wrong. And then shows Cassidy all these, like, he can fly. He can do all these things. But the only reason he has all those powers is he's feeding on humans. And he's getting a little bit of their soul when he's feeding on them and doing this transaction. And Cassidy refuses to feed on humans. Oh. And it's like that's going to be the next little thing going forward is Cassidy reconciling whether he wants to be a very powerful vampire if he wants to still be a good human. Nice. Yeah. This is all on Preacher? Yeah. Makes me, I'll be honest, it makes me kind of want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I watched the first season and I mean it was entertaining enough, but I had so much other stuff on my docket that. I didn't have time to. And if you're already familiar it. with the characters, the first season's very tedious. Like I don't have that much laundry. I have a good amount, but yeah. not that much. As a person that's never read the book, watch the first season. If you've read the book, the first season's wholly unnecessary. If you you might, haven't read the book. You might. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. You need to see Eugene get sent to hell. Like it just makes it a little bit better paced. I had a problem with the comics, to be honest with you. I just, I didn't, I don't know if it was the way that he was drawn when he was angry I don't and like, yelling at God, yeah, I don't like or the just style. just the way they were they were they were talking it. 
I don't know. If I had to choose between the, the comics that I read during that era, Transmetropolitan would be high up on my list to be made. Oh, yeah. And I think in the current political climate, it might actually be poignant and, and effective. Yep. And I really enjoyed it. Um, no, we're definitely that getting Watchmen, which we got. Which I, I was also okay. I know, I know. The Watchmen world, at least. Um, they, they're straight up casting Watchmen now. Well, have they cast anybody yet? Uh, there's rumors, but there's nothing officially announced. I watched a video today, and in fact, put it on our Facebook page about that uh, Patrick Stewart announcement. So it was a Star Trek convention, and he came out, and the crowd's going nuts, you know, and he's talking about how they approached him, and he was like, no. And he was talking about how, you know, how important it was in his life, and he, he made a joke uh, at some point where he said that he was listed as a, a good, unknown British actor uh, who had done some, some good stuff, and Brent Spiner had printed that up on a piece of paper and put it on his door, like, uh, good, unknown British actor. And he was just telling a really nice story. It was like 13 minutes long. And, uh, and then he ends with uh, Jean-Luc Picard is back. And he agreed to, to do it. Yeah. So he didn't say in what capacity, but what he did stick. Because we talked about it last week, but I actually just watched this. Yeah. And he talked about it being something completely different. It's not... Um, He's not. I don't. I don't think he's going to be in Starfleet. But he didn't. He didn't really say specifically. It's <laughs> twenty years later, so he's a he's a way different Picard based on you know all his experiences that have led up to this point. Right. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to make him. I felt like an Obi Wan style character. Um, you don't think he's going to be like his character on American Dad? <laughs> not going to be like Avery Bullock, where he's just like, I used to fly ships, like. I love hookers. <laughs> that would be best great. Hookers are the fat ones. He could be. Uh, I feel like he, he could be like a hermetic <laughs> kind of kind of dude <laughs> on some planet somewhere, right. uh, still dealing with all his Borg issues. Um, and then they make him a diplomat. Like, and maybe at some point something happens with a Borg-like species or anybody, and they need a diplomat that could. The, the news break from Nerdist was that he's going to have be running his own ship. Running his own ship? <laughs> He'll be captain again. Like he's going to be captain of a ship. I thought he said he was. I, I, I feel like he said he wasn't going to be a captain, but maybe in the capacity that we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. They did like a firefly type thing. With, yeah. With yeah, he might Picard? not be part of the Federation. Oh. Like it could just be his his he's rogue. He yeah. went solo. Maybe he's flying a vacation ship. Picard goes he's solo. Tired. He's 20 years later and he's retired and he's flying this vacation ship and he goes on this crazy space adventure saving these people because something happened. Or Let's do you hope. Do you think all this is just eating up William Shatner on the inside? Nah, he's happy with his plastic surgery. <laughs> he better be with that money he paid for those cheeks. Yeah. To be fair, he's done a lot more movie-wise, yeah. which is where all that money is, uh, than, than Stuart. Yeah. Stewart had like the, the what are they nine seasons? Yeah, and two movies, at least. Insurrection and Generations. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was First Contact? That was also. I don't know. I don't know a lot about. Did they do a First Contact? I don't know. I'll look it up. Uh, I've I've always enjoyed them. I I I think Picard's my favorite, but it's also the um, iteration that I watched the most. Right. I didn't really watch much Deep Space Nine, but I love Cisco. Yeah. And I don't watch any Voyager, except when other people were watching it, and I'd walk by it. Yeah. What about um, like Chris Pine as as uh, he's leaving? Yeah, I heard that as Kirk, and they also and Hemsworth and Hemsworth was like George was he, Kirk, his dad. Yeah, but like he died in the very first movie, right? I think. He sacrificed his life crashing the... Oh, yeah, he crashed the ship. ...into the Romulan ship mm -hmm. so that the escape pods can get away. It was... And then the Beastie Boys cut with him stealing an old school Corvette. 
Yeah, what's wrong with that? They made Star Trek more like Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I was okay with the Corvette scene. I'm good with the Corvette scene in any movie. Listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to those old school jams, the Beastie. They Beasties. also did a. They have a new yeah. Spock, but is that for? That's for. Um, <gasps> yeah. Okay, what's his name? Quinto. Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto's hosting In Search of for the History Channel right now. Oh. They're remaking all of the In Search of's. It's so it makes me so happy. He redid the voiceover and everything. I never watched In Search of. You know what I'm talking about? It's not a Nimoy. Sure. Leonard Nimoy's series oh. on like the paranormal that he did okay. for TV in the yes. 70s, 80s. And then he so did, he's like, doing it now. He, yeah, he's doing it. That's he kind of funny. He does, the voiceover is the same voiceover. He goes. In my career in acting, I've played, played very uh, many paranormal and powerful beings. Yeah, it's dude, it's so good. I'm so proud of him because I think that's that'd probably be scary as an actor for somebody to be like, "Hey, you want to do another weird typecasting thing? Very inside baseball <laughs> joke about the thing you're doing." And he's good at it. He does good interviews with the people he's interviewing. He, and for like a cardboard ass human being, it's pretty impressive to watch. I'll have to. Uh... I'll have to look into that. Yeah, it's a fun, like, throw. Because I did watch a little... I remember that show. Yeah. You mentioned it. Leonard Nimoy being like, we're going to talk to some folks that believe in Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking... Well, I think we're speaking that much, but you had... You had mentioned something about red, red versus yes, blue. Yes, I've been watching a lot of red versus blue. Yeah, Mitch is down. And tell me what it is again. We we talked about it a little. A little. You got Big Ear Pock. Oh, Pac, for sure. Blitz. All right. So, yeah, it's Halo we're characters, blue versus red. Yes. Yeah, we're so the premise effects. is, in 2003, uh, they started with these videos where it was just voiceovers where it's just like, these were just drunk dudes. Like, hey, when the head bobs up and down, looks like they're talking. And eventually it became a series. They filmed it all using the game, which is the most crazy part about it especially when they started yeah when they first started ago. like like the camera person was just a player that wasn't used in the scene and like the aiming reticle that you would normally see but fast forward 10 15 years uh all this they've they've now had like 13 seasons worth of uh story-driven dialogue. The world-building they've done is crazy. Now it's not just in-game video. They actually employ, like... Uh, like Yeah, like... Uh, oh, okay. So, anim- so, like, their characters are not limited to motions that are in the game. Right, right. Um, but what's cool is, like, when they re- initially released it, it was, like, five-minute chunks for an episode, for a season that's, like, 20 episodes long. But now on Netflix, you can watch it, and it has 13 episodes, but it's the entire season strung together as a movie that they redid in HD, like, now, like, and it's full frame. It's like the, I don't know, they just reshot the first couple seasons. And it's still enjoyable? It's super enjoyable, man. The, the humor is kind of weird to get used to, but, like, I like the characters, and... Did you play Halo? Oh yeah, I loved Halo. See, I never played it. Yeah, I didn't play it. Really? Yeah, it makes sense. You don't I mean, you don't necessarily need to like Halo. I tried it, but I'm saying I never yeah. played. But you I mean, not saying you're going to watch this, but if you do, it's not relevant to anything that happens in Halo. The only thing you need to know is that in the first Halo game, the Master Chief, the main character, yeah. defeats it blows up the Halo and defeats the whole Covenant Armada. So, Red versus Blue, these guys are just like simulation troopers that are like in this box canyon, a red team and a blue team. I don't know, I watched... Uh, I'm on season 15. Jeez. They got 13 that you can watch just on Netflix. <laughs> I know, I don't watch any other show, but I've watched Wait, 30. is each season an episode? Each season is an episode. It's like, But they took... All these right, five-minute so, segments and made it into one two-hour episode. So each episode's two, each season's just two hours. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know, uh, I want to know about the storyline, but you're gonna have to tell me next time because we're gonna have to conclude this part of the show. For those of you that want to hear the rest of what we have to talk about, you know where to find it. And uh, with that, we bid you adieu.
All right, let's talk. Okay. Sorry, we'll get used to the transition. It's new to us. That's yeah, pretty good. That was pretty good. I, I think it. you're allowed to say that you can find it on Sexpot Comedy and like Podbean, iTunes, but you can't say go get it, download it. Or I'm leaving enough time. Hopefully, I, I stopped it at fifty four forty two. I know I needed to do it sooner. Right. Um. But whatever. Yeah. Forty three actually. Uh. Anyway, sorry. So let's keep talking about red versus blue. Do they have? Uh, is there is there like a, a character plots or yeah. there is so basically the the idea Backstory. is is there's a red team and there's a blue team and there's the leader of the blue team his name is Church and uh, long story long basically they're just the first five seasons are segmented off to what's called the Blood Gulch Chronicles and it's basically just them. St- standing around making jokes it's mo- very comedy driven but there's some serious elements but it's very comedy driven right. and through that basically Church gets killed in the first couple episodes and comes back as a ghost and uh, through over five seasons and then when you get into re- uh, season six which kicks off a trilogy called The Recollection mm-hmm. The Recollection you find out that Church wasn't a ghost but he was actually an experimental AI that was part of this thing called Project Freelancer. And all the freelancers basically are badass super soldiers, and the red and blue armies are like their cannon fodder, pretty much. It's like a, t- a live test. They just recruit the shittiest people in the space army and then put them in these canyons and have these freelancers go waste them. <laughs> um, all right, nice. I'll, check, I'll check it out. Yeah. I mean, you what can, is it? You How want. do we find it? You can find it on Netflix or roosterteeth.com. We're allowed to talk about that now. Yeah. Yeah. We can yeah, go, go to roosterteeth.com. No, so go to Mutiny. You can watch You can watch it on YouTube, but if you want to watch it as a very long movie, just watch it on Netflix because each season is a one, two-hour long episode, but they don't have the breaks in between. Like, it doesn't fade out every five minutes. So you edit it together like a movie. Okay. And I liked it, man. It's really character-driven. And now they're into season 16. There's time travel and everything. It's getting weird. But uh, I'd say if you're going to check out a season, uh, check out season 6, season 10, or the Chorus Trilogy, which is 11 through 13, but you kind of got to watch the rest of it to know the characters. (laughs) So anyway, watch that if you want. That's what I've been watching. I remember keeping up with all the shows we keep up with. I've just been watching Red vs. Blue. Um, Alright. What else are we watching? I don't know. I haven't been watching that much. That was... Yeah, it's been a slow week for me, and it's going to probably get slower because I have family coming into town. Yeah. Um, But... I, I don't know. I've just I've been really happy with what I've been watching. Yeah, me too. It's been good TV, and now I'm I'm really I'm trying to get back into my horror kick, just because I, I really love it. Uh, don't kick horrors. No, I I can't get enough of it. I feel like I just I keep watching all these cool movies. I'm what are you sure. watching? I watched this movie Haunt, which I thought was pretty creepy. I've seen a few movies in the last year that have really. Like whoa, gave me legitimate creeps. Oh yeah? fuck that! I Hell would, House if they LLC. Creep you out, I'd be terrified. They're making a sequel, and it looks badass. The movie Haunt, and then also what was that movie with Tony Collette I just saw? Um, oh goodness, that that oh Hereditary, but I've talked about that already. Right? Are you gonna see that movie, The Nun? Yeah, probably. Is that a Conjuring movie? I don't know. Does I haven't seen the other Conjurings yet. Me neither. You don't like horror at all? Nope. I love it. Are you too scared? Yep. So oh, I, I love that feeling. I got honest. enough fear running through my blood when I wake up in the morning. I don't need to add. <laughs> Fair enough. What's your favorite of the big downers. four slashers, Matt? Out of Voorhees, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, and Kruger. Leatherface? Could be Leatherface. Uh, no, not, that's not my choice. Kruger, because he's funny. No. I wonder if we can make a personality test based on who you pick. <laughs> You're totally adjacent. I'm totally adjacent. <laughs> yeah, I bet people that don't like horror as much would pick no, Freddy I'm, on the regular. I'm totally Freddy's adjacent. For me, for me, it would be uh, 
Oh, I love Freddy. You, you have to. I love... I, but Freddy versus Jason? Yeah. I had Jason all day. All my money was on Jason. Yeah. And he deserves to win. Not just he would have. He deserves to. Yeah, but um, does he have... He doesn't drink. jokes? No, well, he does. Actually, Jason is like a mime. Okay. <laughs> so Michael Myers. They're both. To, they're both like more? No, but my <laughs> my point is, he's he's a, a he's a mute comedian. He's he's very just you know the, the way he kills people is his sense of humor. Yeah. Hey, if anyone out there is listening, can you please draw Jason Voorhees as a mime? Michael Myers would also be <laughs> a, a good one. Um, but he he's not as funny. Yeah. As Jason. I used to love the watching timing, Jason the movies. The timing's funnier in a Jason movie. Yeah, just the things he does. The way he kills people. Uh, you know, the, the kid in the wheelchair going down the stairs. Uh, the, the You know, after getting a spear through the head in 3D. So it was through the eye. Um, nice. Yeah. Jason, it was... Uh, that, that was Friday the 13th 3, I believe. 3D, baby. 3D. Um, so, yeah. Jason's mine. Jason. Always. Jason all day. I would also say Jason. But, I don't know. Um, Freddy. It's a toss-up between Jason and Freddy. I don't really like Leatherface or Michael Myers that much. Frederick. Frederick? Have you ever seen any of the Texas Chainsaw? Yeah, they're fucking fucked up. I don't like them. One, though, isn't... It's very psychological. The very first one? There's no real blood the way it was filmed. I, I like the psychological shit less. That's why I can like deal with yeah. Freddy. The second one, like, however. Scream. Like, those are comedies. Well, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, The Dream Warriors yeah. is, a, is an intense one. That's a good one. What about Saw? I like Saw, but that's a whole different that's style like, of horror. That's just like... No, like slasher. see, movies like in Saw... That's violence porn or something. Me. You're gonna fucking solve the thing with it. Oh, I better dig this key out from behind my eye. The obvious solution. No, the only one I saw was the first one, and they tied the dude up, and he had to cut himself off to get the fucking phone in the room. Yeah. But he had the saw. Yeah, just grab the phone. And the the saw made your arm a foot and a half longer. He just grabbed the phone. He was this far away from getting the phone. Yeah, dude. But that, if you remember your saw... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Do you is like it, saw? Is it, isn't Jigsaw the dude that's laying on the floor in the... In the first one. Yeah. Great. So if he would have got the phone, Spoiler. Jigsaw would have just got up and killed him. You have a saw. Yeah, but you're also chained to a radiator. I'm good. I had to pass this test. What kind of shitty-ass saw can't cut through a fucking handcuffs? A dull one, maybe? Yeah, but then it wouldn't go through bone. You'd or have to get, you'd have to get like in between. You'd have to get in between yeah, like wet, joints. Wet bone's stuff. flexible. It's hard but he was a doctor. Yeah, but wet bone is hard to cut. It'd be harder than cutting hard steel against There's a Stephen King story. It's a short story. Yeah. And it's called Survivor Type. And it's about a guy in a boat who's smuggling heroin Ooh, or like coke or something really, really bad. But he's a doctor, and he gets stuck at sea, and he and he hurts his leg in a storm. Something happens, so he can't move. Yeah, he needs the um, heroin. So he, but but he uses the heroin, and he cuts off parts of his body, and eats he's them to stay alive. So he eats like a toe, because like I can go without a toe. Yeah. And then he goes through all his toes over time. Yeah. And there's a bird there that's constantly taunting him. Yeah. And he can't get the bird. And he just keeps using the the drugs Did and cutting off oh, God. parts of his body yeah. to survive to see how long he can go. Uh, that was nuts. That's tonight's nightmare, folks. <laughs> oh, do you boat a lot? Not now. All right. I did enough to have nightmares about it. <laughs> I used to. I used to like going boating. It's been a long time though. My family hasn't gone. All right. We got anything else on the board? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, nothing on the board. It's a really small, in more way than one, board. Yes. It's a Justice League card. In Spanish. It's one of those stickers. Uh, It's the one of Bruce and Diana. Oh, yeah? I don't even remember that still. I don't remember that either. 
Snyder Cut, bro. It exists. Maybe it was Hashtag CinemaTruth.com. It does exist, I'm sure. Maybe it was the, the Spanish version. <laughs> true, well, true. Maybe they had that scene in the in the Telemundo. The dialogue took a little longer, so they had more <laughs> more shots for it. <laughs> Where Batman does a slander. Justica. Justica. Batman does a slanderous mambo and hurts Lex Luthor's feelings. <laughs> we say, Geeks de la Justica? Geeks de la Justica. The Justice Geeks? Nice. Magic Ninjas. <laughs> I still think that. Well, let's leave it on Magic Ninjas, but what do you still think? Should we get a tweet from old Georgie Lays? I'm not sure. I mean, if you ain't got it in the chamber. It ain't cocked I'm already and loaded. on Twitter. Man, this we could say cocked and loaded. Yeah. Let's get cocked. Whoa. You guys want to go get pissed? Easy. He drinks a whiskey drink. He drinks a cider drink. <laughs> sings the songs that we're lining up the best times. Sings the songs that we're ah, I can't find it. Yeah. Anyway. We don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Life's good. Well, that was a good episode. Yeah. I, felt, I felt good about it. We had some real good in-depth conversation. If yeah. you need to know more about any of that, please hit us up. Facebook, Twitter, come to uh, mutiny. Gmail, come to mutiny. Don't Leave me. a note. Come don't, to El Torito. Anywhere, come see me at work. Go to the comic book section, and then and if I'm use the secret password. Stomp on the floor. If you don't know what the password is. Listen to the episodes in the '60s, and you'll get it. Yep. And on that, we're gonna leave it with Excelsior. Excelsior.